All right, BradCooney.com is absolutely honored to have in the Mars Opportunity Rover Project Manager, Dr. John Callis. John, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. All right, man, look, this is exciting news. Uh, NASA just announced some good stuff, some really, really groundbreaking news about Mars. Fill, fill in my uh, listeners to what you guys um, discovered here recently. Well, let me just uh, say that you know we're, we're observing the 10th year of operation of the rover Opportunity on the surface of Mars. And this was a mission that was designed for only three months. It's amazing. We've completely blown past uh, the, the, the limitations on this vehicle, and we've been able to do so much exploration on the surface of Mars with this vehicle in that time. Um, and so what the rover has found is that uh, it has discovered direct evidence that there was liquid water on the surface of Mars. But not only that, it was extensive, it was persistent, and it was drinkable. And, and this is really important because it means that Mars is potentially habitable, that it could have supported life at a time in which life emerged on the Earth. So that's, you know, a, a great uh, legacy <laughs> for, for this rover even after 10 years. More recently, though, um, we, we found this curious rock that showed up in front of the rover. Mm -hmm. There in earlier images, <clears throat> it, it likely got kicked up by the wheels of the rover. Um, but it presents a unique opportunity because this rock has probably been in place for billions of years. And we recently turned it up. We, we're, we think we're looking at the underside of the rock. So this is a rock that hasn't been exposed to the environment for billions of years. So it has pristine materials on that surface. So we're very excited to examine it. it, it it's like a gift, if you will, uh, to have a window back into the ancient geology of the planet. Now, this is a jelly donut rock that you're talking about that, that just, just popped up out of nowhere, right? right? That's right. It looks like a jelly donut because it's very white around the edge and it has a bright red interior. So kind of like one of those strawberry Jane Danish glazed <laughs> uh, donuts that are so yummy. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, how do how do you guys tell that the water was fresh? Um, we're able to uh, determine the minerals that are present. You know that these are minerals that form in an aqueous environment, and from that we know that these minerals form in a neutral pH environment or a freshwater environment. It wasn't salty. It wasn't acidic. It, it was more neutral pH. Uh, so it's from that mineral signature that we know that. And this is the first time we've been able to find them in such old terrain. Mm. I mean, this is the earliest epoch on Mars. This is back when Mars was warm and wet and potentially habitable. Wow. Now, now there's a current mission on the way, the MAVEN mission, um, which is trying to figure out what happens to the atmosphere. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. It's going to look at the current atmosphere of Mars and from the trace elements and from the... Uh, dynamics of the atmosphere, try to infer back as to what happened and what was the atmosphere on, of the planet like a long time ago. Okay. Now, the big question all my listeners want to know or want me to ask is, of course, the question of life. Is it there now? Um, was it there previously? With fresh water and warmer climates, that really ups the chances, right? Uh, that's right. We don't know today whether there was life on Mars or if there's life there today or even if we can find evidence of past life. Uh, that's the objective that we have right now for Mars is to keep exploring and to look for these telltale signatures. The next step is what the new rover Curiosity is doing on the other side of the planet. It has instrumentation that can look for organic compounds. So that's the next piece.
piece. Okay, we've established that there's a habitable environment on Mars in the ancient past at a time when life started on the Earth. Next question is, are there the building blocks for life on Mars? And some of the initial results from Curiosity is there are some of those pieces. And so as they continue to explore, maybe they can establish that there are the building blocks. The next thing, of course, would be, okay, we found if there is the necessary chemistry, um, well, uh, it was her life. Can we find the conclusive evidence? And that's going to be a lot harder. Mm. And that's where we will need to take samples from the planet and bring them back to the Earth. So a sample return mission mm. where we can analyze the samples in all the big laboratories here on the Earth to really try to definitively answer that question. And Doctor, how far away do you believe we are from getting that return mission? Well, NASA is planning it right now. The next step of that mission may be the Mars 2020 mission. So it'll, it's another rover that will be launched in the year uh, 2020. Um, but that's only the first step. That's a what's called a caching rover. That's a rover that will um, can collect samples and store them for potentially later return by another mission. So there would have to be an, a, a follow-on mission to actually do the sample return. Wow. Now, why has opportunity lasted so long it's so it's gone on so 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 much longer than you guys projected it to well um the thing to remember that this is a solar powered rover and our expectation was is that the airfall dust the dust that coats the planet would eventually coat the solar rays to the point where they couldn't generate any more electricity and the rover would die mm -hmm. what we didn't expect is that wind would come along periodically and blow some of the dust off the solar rays. And that's what's happening. Hmm. We can't predict it. It typically happens on a seasonal basis, but it has allowed the rovers to continue. And that's been a, you know, a wonderful uh, yeah. gift because it allows us to keep exploring. Now, why has Spirit not been able to have the same success as far as, you know, Length, length of, 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 of life? Well, Spirit did have the same success. It lasted for uh, over six years. Um, again, it was a 90-day mission, but it was on a part of Mars that was a lot dustier. Right. Uh, and it was also further south, so the winters are deeper and darker and colder than they are for opportunity. And plus, Spirit had a bunch of bad luck that uh, just very difficult terrain that made it um, challenging to try to find slopes in order you could tilt the solar rays to power the rover. And then what really happened to Spirit was that one of the wheels failed. We yeah. limited its mobility, and we couldn't position it favorably for the winter. All right, so uh, I have a I have a very diverse crowd that listens to to my podcast show. Um, so the question I might ask you is it's kind of like a um, kind of like a question for dummies, but they're not dummies if you know what I mean. Some a few people asked me to ask you what since there's hardly any air on Mars, but if there was breathable air. Like what? What? How would a human function on Mars? Um, like if they took their helmet off, I mean, how quick would it take for a person to die with, with current conditions now? Uh, there is an atmosphere of Mars today, but it's very thin. It's only about one percent as thick as the Earth's atmosphere, hmm. and it's mostly carbon dioxide. So you would need a spacesuit on Mars today. And so if you took your helmet off, um, you know, probably, you know, within uh, a few minutes, it would be all over. I mean, it's, mm. it's, 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 you would have to hold your breath, and as soon as you could stop, you know, holding your breath, that would be it. Um, 
So I don't recommend that. So no. <laughs> need a spacesuit on Mars. And plus, it's very cold. I mean, it's colder than Antarctica mm. is today on Mars. So um, uh, you'd have to have you well insulated as well. Is there any any times of year or any places on the planet where it gets warmer than, than normal temperatures? Well, actually it does. Um, if you're at the equator during the summer season, in, in the middle of the day, it will get above the uh, melting point of water. But, hmm. uh, you know, what's interesting about Mars, because it has such a thin atmosphere, is your feet can be warm enough, but your head can still be freezing cold. Because there's so little atmosphere, the temperature gradient... Um, so standing on Mars, even though your feet are warm, uh, your head is almost practically in deep space uh, for all intents and purposes. Wow. Talk a, talk a little bit about weather on Mars. What, what have you guys learned about weather, winds and temperatures, and does it rain there or snow? Uh, does it rain? Yeah, there's so little atmosphere that it can't support liquid water on its surface. But there is some suspicion that it does precipitate snow or frost on Mars, even today. Um, there is water ice in the polar caps, and some of that can exchange into the atmosphere, and you can get frost forming on things. Um, Mars does have clouds, um, and there is a seasonal um, weather system on Mars. Um, because it's tilted on its axis, uh, very close to what the Earth is tilted, there are four distinct seasons, so we do see seasonal variations on the planet. Hmm. Now, the Phoenix mission found some ice right underneath it, right? That's right. Phoenix went to uh, near the North Pole and found ice in the soil, as we were expecting. Um, and, and the ice had actually sublimate away. In other words, it goes directly to a gas without melting um, because, there's, um, because, as I said before, you can't have liquid water on the surface. There's not enough atmospheric pressure. All right. Before I let you go, what do you guys think is going on underneath the surface? Is the planet still alive? Does it got volcanic, any kind of volcanic activity? Um, Maybe some liquid I don't think water beneath. More volcanic activity. There may be seismic activity, and there's a future mission called Insight that launches in the year 2016, which will be a fixed lander, and it'll deploy a seismometer to actually see if there are any Mars quakes. Hmm. Um, but it, there is the possibility there could be liquid water just under the surface. Um, we see these strange thing called seeps, uh, which appear to change with the seasons, and it may be liquid water seeping out and then freezing or evaporating very quickly. Uh, so there is the potential of near-surface water on Mars. That would be something that we'd like to investigate with a future mission that could drill. And what about, like, caves? I mean, because I know on Earth there's a ton of underground caverns, and um, do you think Mars could have some actual standing water or moving water underneath in caves down deep? Well, uh, th there is some suggestion uh, or some indication that there could be caves on Mars based on spectral thermal uh, imaging of the planet from the um, Mars Odyssey mission. Uh, so there is the potential for caves, and um, the, the, it probably is not like what you would have here on Earth. Again, you need enough atmospheric pressure for it to be liquid, mm. but it is possible that it could be subsurface aquifers or maybe, you know, uh, subsurface streams where there's liquid water mm -hmm. on Mars. That would be an exciting discovery. Yeah, because then now you're looking back at the life question again. Um, if you have some, mm -hmm. the heat and, and some, some, some water and some building blocks. Well, look, man, we always love to have the NASA guys on the show, man. Appreciate you doing this on short, on the short notice. Um, g give me one thing that you can share with my, my listeners before we go that's exciting for the future. What do you guys got planned coming up? 
opportunity. There is the mother load of clay minerals about two miles away from where the rover is today, and mm. so we want to go over there and explore and see what that tells us about the planet. That's probably the most, right now, that's the most scientifically exciting thing of the entire mission to try to check out. So even after 10 years, wow, quite a bit of a mission ahead. Pretty exciting in NASA these days, isn't it? It is indeed. Good stuff. Doctor, I appreciate your time, man. You're very welcome. Thanks for the interest. Thank you.